Welcome to my week 13 NFL picks. Last week I went 13 and 3, and overall I am 107 and 83 against the spread this season. I think because I did pretty good last week, one of my best weeks of the year, I'm going to take a little bit more risks this week, but we'll see. I'm just noting that ahead of time. What's an excuse? No, it's not an excuse. It's a reason. This week honestly has some pretty rough games to watch, but there are some good ones sprinkled in there. We have Dallas playing a team with a winning record for only the third time this year. We have Houston and Denver playing a game that has huge playoff implications in the AFC. And we have probably the best game of the year so far, San Francisco playing in Philadelphia. Let's start with the Thursday night football game. We have Dallas hosting Seattle and they're nine and a half point favorites. And like I said, this is only Dallas's third game this year against a team with a winning record. Seattle is currently 6-5. and five. The two previous games was against the Niners when they got killed and against Philly in a game that they could have won, but they, they choked at the end. Both of these teams played on Thanksgiving. Dallas is coming off a 35-point blowout over Washington, a game in which Deron Bland set an NFL record for the most pick sixes in an NFL season with five. And Seattle's coming off an 18-point loss against the Niners, a game in which Brock Purdy had more touchdowns thrown to the Seahawks than Geno Smith. Dallas is entering the toughest stretch of their season. They have Seattle, Philly, Buffalo, Detroit, and Miami all in a row before ending the year against Washington. The knock on them all year has been that they cannot beat good teams, and they now have five straight games against teams with winning records. Well, Buffalo's actually six and six, but... We all know they're a good team. They, they're talented. This is really their time to shine if they want to be taken seriously at the end of the year going into the playoffs. They need to prove they can beat good teams, and it would help if they beat down a couple of them. Now, this is a big line. It's almost double digits, and it makes me a little bit nervous, but I really think Dallas needs this one. I think that if they want to make a statement, they don't. They can't just beat Seattle. I think they need to beat them handedly. They've heard the noise all season about how they only beat the bad teams, and I know Seattle's not great. They, they really, even though they have a winning record, their only real impressive win is week two against Detroit, but they have a winning record. You can't argue that, and, and they have a decent roster. I honestly think they're, they're a solid team. I think Dallas needs to come out and, and put the hammer down. I also think that getting a big win on Thursday will give them momentum heading into Sunday night next week against Philly, which is just going to be a massive game for them. I'm going to take Dallas minus nine and a half. I think they win. I think they dominate. And if they don't, or if they lose, I'm just fully expecting to be miserable the entire month of December as a Cowboys fan and just all hope will be, all hope will be lost. Next, we have Indianapolis as two and a half point favorites heading into Tennessee. Last week, Will Levis had his second win as a starter after a three game losing streak. Unfortunately, it came against the worst team in the NFL, the Carolina Panthers, and even against them, they didn't really have a lights out performance. They still only had around 260 total offensive yards. They were two for 11 on third downs, and they just didn't look real great in any sort of sense. Derrick Henry really hasn't had a big statement game yet this year, and I think they really need that from him to get going. Indianapolis played a game with a lot more offense against Tampa Bay and kept their playoff hopes alive with a win. They're currently at the seventh seed in the AFC playoff picture right now. It's been announced that Jonathan Taylor is getting surgery for an injury on his hand right now, so it, it doesn't look like he's going to play for a few weeks, but even with Zach Moss in there at running back, I really still like that offense. I just think their roster overall is a lot better than Tennessee's and think they've been playing more consistently, so I'm going to take Indianapolis minus two and a half. Then we have the Chargers heading into New England, and they're going in as six and a half point favorites on the road. The Patriots are just legitimately bad at football right now, and Bill Belichick cannot decide who he wants to play at quarterback. Mac Jones has been benched like three or four times this season, but every Every time he's benched, he just 
comes back and starts the next game. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. It doesn't look like there's any real difference between him and Bailey Zappi, so I don't know why there's this back and forth. I think they're screwed either way, but I think it makes it worse on both of them that they don't know if they're going to play or not. They just can't get anything going, and their game against the Giants last week was one of the worst games I've watched in a, in a really long time. However, the Chargers have continued to struggle as well. They're sitting at four and seven right now, which genuinely is so bizarre to me. Their, their team has too much talent to be that bad. I do not know how Brandon Staley is still their head coach. The problem is I just cannot convince myself to take New England in any capacity right now, especially since they sort of have incentive to just tank now. So I, I really think I'm going to have to put my faith in Brandon Staley and the Chargers, which truly sounds awful to say out loud. They've lost five out of their last seven games and their only two wins sprinkled in there were against the Jets and the Bears. They are truly on a terrible streak right now. And, and normally, I've said this before, if there's two bad teams, I'll just take the underdog. Like, I, I don't trust any bad team to cover a big spread. But when you just look at the Chargers team, it's like, dude, they have the pieces. They've, they've got to score some points. And if they score any points, like, New England can't score at all. So I, I just have to put my faith in LA. And, and I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, this game's going to be rough. So I will take the Chargers minus six and a half in New England. We have a lot of road favorites this week and Detroit is another one. They're heading into New Orleans as four and a half point favorites and they're coming off a tough Thanksgiving loss to the Packers. It was their first time in seven years being favored in their Thanksgiving game and they and they blew it. They haven't had this much buzz around this time of the year in quite a while and that's got to be a disappointing game to be coming off of right now. However, I don't think that New Orleans is very good. I, I think they have a lot of things they need to work out over there and it's weird because I don't see anything. I don't watch a lot of Saints games, but I don't see anything blatantly obvious that they need to fix. They're like middle of the pack on offense, middle of the pack passing, middle of the pack rushing. Their defense is decent. They have good players on their roster. Derek Carr has been putting up decent yardage. He just can't get the ball in the end zone. I don't, I just, they're a very average to below average team with nothing that obvious that needs to be fixed. And unless I'm missing something clearly. And I think Detroit is good. I think they just had a bad game last week. I don't know if they're a Super Bowl contender yet. I think they have the pieces and, and they might turn into one, but I do think they're good. And I think their offense is great. And I think they can put up enough points against New Orleans to cover four and a half. So I'm going to take the Lions minus four and a half. The next game is another road favorite. We have Atlanta traveling to New York as two and a half point favorites. And New York looked horrible in their Black Friday game they played last week. They cannot score points on offense, no matter who is playing quarterback. And I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback this week because no matter who they throw in there, it, it's just not looking good. And they're coming off a game in which Tim Boyle threw a 99-yard pick six on a Hail Mary. I don't think Atlanta is anything great, but I mean, they are first place right now in the NFC South, which congratulations, I guess. And they do have a great running game. They're, they're ranking in the top of the league in rushing yards right now. And even though Desmond Ritter has been mediocre at best at quarterback, they, they are moving the ball. I think because of that, the fact that they can run the ball, I think they can wear down that Jets defense. Their defense is obviously great. But I think they're going to be on the field a lot on Sunday. And if they're constantly just getting beat down by their run, I, th I think they'll wear down and I think Atlanta can score some points. And I don't think they need to score that many to win the game. I'm really not sure the Jets can score more than 10 to 14 points right now. I think if Atlanta can just keep running, get Bijan the ball, don't turn the ball over and just play an ugly game, I I think they can come out on top and I'm going to take the minus two and a half. Next, we have the brand new Steelers without Matt Canada. He's gone. And their first game without this guy, they snapped a 58 game streak of less than 400 yards on offense, which is 
like objectively hilarious because he's been taking so much heat. And then as soon as he leaves, it's like, oh, yep, offense is clicking. <laughs> they're playing Arizona this week and they're favored by five and a half. And I'm having a hard time with this one because although it's hilarious that they had a, a good offensive game as soon as he left, they could either take that and build on it and continue to get better on offense or that was funny and they're actually still not that good and he wasn't the entire problem. Even though they had some yards on offense, they only scored one touchdown against the Bengals without Joe Burrow. They they didn't really dominate that game in any way. And they've won a ton of games. They're seven and four, which is crazy with, with how their offense has been. I just have a weird feeling that it might tailspin at the end of the year. I, I don't know if they really are a a true playoff team. And right now they're like the five seed. It just doesn't feel right right now. Now the Cardinals are are bad but they've been better since Kyler Murray has come back and he's really given them like at least hope on offense. Like he is moving the ball. He is scrambling. He's playing at a, at a high level. Because of that, I just find it hard to bet on Pittsburgh covering six points, five and a half points. And I, for some reason, I feel like Arizona can win this game. And I, and I could be completely wrong. I, this might be a huge whiff, but I, I think Arizona can win. And I honestly think, I think they might, I, I don't know. But I'm going to take them at least to cover plus five and a half, and we'll see if I look like an idiot. If Kenny Pickett comes out and has another good game and their offense gets even better and they, they score a little bit more points, they might turn into like a legitimate playoff threat, like for real. But if they don't, which I'm not necessarily anticipating, I, I, I think they're going to fall apart. Miami is traveling to Washington and they are nine and a half point favorites on the road. The Commanders lost by double digits to the Giants two weeks ago and lost by 35 to Dallas last week. It would really be hard to take them in any capacity this week. Miami is rolling and coming off that massive win on Black Friday against the Jets, and their offense is just proving to still be so explosive. It seems like they can just put up points so fast. Washington's offense is just very confusing to me. Sam Howell has been at the top of the league in passing yards for like a majority of the year, which by itself is weird to say out loud, but it just doesn't translate to wins like no one is talking about Sam Howell as one of the best quarterbacks in the league no one's talking about Washington's offense as one of the best in the league and they're getting beat by a lot of points in a lot of games so they're very weird to me like I could see them keeping it close because they all of a sudden just score a bunch of points or I can see them losing by like 40 I, I don't know but I'm just not gonna bet on them covering because I I can't trust them. I, I can see a scenario where they screw me, but I'm not going to count on that. I'm, I'm going to count on Miami, who we've seen consistently put up a lot of points and beat up on some bad teams. I, I'm just going to bet on that. So I don't know what Washington is. I don't know. Maybe I, I think Sam Howell is good. I, I really don't know. They're such a weird team, but I'm going to take Miami minus nine and a half on the road. And I don't know. I, I We'll see. Okay, then we have a huge game for the AFC playoff picture. We have the Houston Texans favored at home by three and a half against the Broncos and both teams are six and five right now both teams are just outside of the playoff picture and they obviously both desperately need a win Denver has won five games in a row which their fans just must be ecstatic about especially considering the entire world was very close to just piling on them again for a second straight season this close wow and Houston is coming off a tough loss to Jacksonville in a in a close game I really think this one is going to come down to Denver's defense I think that even though they've been winning games their offense has not exactly been lights out Russ has only thrown over 200 yards once in the past seven games which is crazy considering they've won five of those and their entire offense 
offense is bottom half in the league in yards per game. And the Texans are top five or six in the whole NFL in yards per game. So the Texans offense is very explosive and Denver's is not. CJ Stroud's playing lights out. Tank Dell, Nico Collins, Devin Singletary. Their offense is just cruising right now. I think that if they score over 30 points, I just don't think Denver's going to be able to keep up with that. I don't think there's any chance. But if their defense can hold them and it's low 20s, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to ride with CJ and the boys and just assume they continue to put up a lot of yards, score a lot of touchdowns. And I, I just don't think Denver's offense can match up. I think that their five game winning streak comes to an end and it doesn't mean they're out of the playoffs. They have a relatively easy schedule the rest of the year, but I think Houston's due for a win. I think they've had a couple tough losses. I think they're a really good team and I think they're going to come out on top. I think they're going to cover. So I'll take Houston minus three and a half. Carolina just fired their head coach, Frank Reich, in a year that they've started one and 10 and they don't own their first round draft pick. They are traveling to Tampa as five and a half point dogs. And I've put my faith in Tampa a few times and they have disappointed me. At the beginning of the year, I think there were some flashes that they might be a competent football team and it just has not sustained. They just might actually be bad at football. Their defense is giving up a lot of yards and their offense is just struggling to get any sort of rhythm. Carolina is by far the worst team in the league and it doesn't look like that's changing anytime soon. But for some reason, I'm going to take them plus five and a half this week. Maybe they have a new energy under an interim head coach. Maybe not, but they just, they don't have an incentive to lose. And they really only hope they have this year. The only goal they should have is to develop and continue building Bryce Young's confidence. So if they have a new energy, if they have some new plays to try out, they've just got to keep trying to build this guy up because that's who they drafted. That's who they gave up their picks for. Like this is their guy. So if in my head, I'm thinking that they're going to keep throwing new things at the wall, trying new things to get him going and Tampa's defense isn't that good and their offense isn't that good and their overall as a team, they're just not that good. I, I think Carolina is going to just pull out a win here or there to end the year because like I said they don't have any reason to lose and that win against Houston is mind-boggling still it's mind-blowing that they beat Houston earlier this season I just think that they're both bad Carolina's worse but five and a half is a lot and I, I think Carolina just has more motivation to be hopeful like like Tampa's season is is done they're not going to make the playoffs and they don't really have anything to play for Carolina still has a young team that they're developing and they have something to play for experience confidence momentum and having said all that they might lose by 30. I have no idea. I might look so stupid, but I'm just going to, I'm going to take them this week plus five and a half and, and we'll see what happens. And I hope Bryce Young figures it out because it's more fun when there's better quarterbacks in the NFL. Then we have the Rams favored at home by four and a half against Cleveland. Cleveland is another team that has really struggled to move the ball on offense now missing Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb. And I think DTR is questionable right now with the concussion that he suffered in the Broncos game. I don't know if it makes a huge difference whether he plays or PJ Walker either. Either way, they just, they can't move the football, but their defense is top of the league right now. Like their defense is great and they're still alive in the playoff picture. And I, I've gone back and forth a lot on this one. Like I have had a really tough time deciding because if the Rams come out and they're flat on offense and Cleveland causes a few turnovers or gets good field position to start and they somehow get ahead, I think Cleveland's going to win the game. I think their defense is that good, but the Rams have a relatively good offense. They still have Matt Stafford. They have Puka Nakua. They have Cooper Cup. Kyron Williams has been 
been playing really well. They they put up a bunch of points against Arizona last week. And I know Arizona is not good at football, but they can score points. And so I've gone back and forth. I, I can't decide. But what I've landed on, which I, I don't know, I just don't feel good about, but I'm going to take the Rams minus four and a half and just assume that they're able to score a few touchdowns. And I just don't think Cleveland can. I don't think their offense is good enough. And I'm just going to go with that. So I'm going to take the Rams minus four and a half. I don't feel good about it at all, but that's where we're at. Then we have the biggest and best game of the week and potentially the biggest and best game of the year with San Francisco traveling to Philadelphia. We'll see if this game can top the Philly KC game that we had a couple weeks ago. Like I said, it's in Philly and San Francisco is coming in as road favorites against right now the best team in the NFL, a 10 and one Eagles team. San Francisco is coming in as road favorites. That is shocking to me. That is pretty disrespectful to the Eagles, to be honest. And even though it's disrespectful, here's where I'm at right now. Philly is a great football team. They have won a lot of games that I did not think they were going to win in the moment. They've been in a lot of close ones. They've come from behind multiple times. A lot of their games have come down to the wire. Some have gone to overtime and they just win. They just win football games. I don't know how. They just continue to pull them off. I mean, last week they had a very close call or maybe lack of call (laughs) against the Bills and I really thought they were going to lose that game. I think that they're legit, obvious Super Bowl contenders, but I think they're due for one of these games to go the wrong way. Like they have just come out on top every single time. San Francisco is cruising right now. It looks like they're back. They're playing at a high level. And if if they want a chance at the one seed, they absolutely have to win this game. They have to win this game. They need to give Philly their second loss. It would put them only one game behind. If they want that one seed, they need this one. So even though it's a disrespectful line, and even though I think Philly is very good, and I really, really like Jalen Hurts, even as a Cowboys fan, and that's painful to say, but I think San Francisco is going to win this game and I'm I'm going to take them to cover minus two and a half. And I'm really excited for this game. I wish it was the Sunday night game. I, I think it's going to be really fun to watch, but I'll take the Niners minus two and a half. Our Sunday night game is Kansas City traveling to Green Bay and Kansas City is coming in as six and a half point road favorites in Green Bay. Last week's Kansas City game against the Raiders is really a, a bizarre game if you look at the stats. They started the game down 14-0 and if you look at the box score at the end of the game or the team stats at the end of the game, they're even in like every category with with Las Vegas. They ran the same amount of plays. They almost had the same punts. They had like the same time of possession. They had almost the exact same amount of offensive yards. They're like neck and neck in a, in a bunch of categories. And they they won that game by 14. And they were down 14-0 to start. It, it was a weird game. I watched it and I, I watched the highlights again to like try to see what happened. And I, I don't really know. I it, it was a weird game. Green Bay, on the other hand, had a big time win for their team in Detroit on Thanksgiving. Jordan Love has now had two games in a row where he has looked legitimately good. And I bet that is so relieving for Packers fans to see. And they they kept their playoff hopes alive now. And I actually like Green Bay in this game. I think Kansas City has been good, but a little bit inconsistent. And I think Green Bay is trending upwards. I think it's in Green Bay. I think Jordan Love is playing well. They have momentum. They have some hope for the playoffs. I just think it's a good recipe for that team. The Packers are right now five and six. And after this game against Kansas City, they have the Giants, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, Bears. And we might be looking at a little bit of a run here to end the season for them. If they win, this game against Kansas City, man, they'd they'd be in a really, a really good spot. And I'm I just have a feeling. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm gonna take them plus six and a half at home. Our Monday night football game is Jacksonville hosting Cincinnati as eight and a half point favorites at home. This this could have been such a good game if, if Burrow hadn't gotten hurt. And it's a bummer for that franchise. It's a bummer, it's a bummer for him. Their season's probably over, and this game is probably gonna be ugly if I had to guess. I don't think it could possibly be as bad as the Monday night game we just barely 
actually had with Minnesota and Chicago because Jacksonville is a good football team. And actually, Cincinnati still has a solid team even without Joe Burrow. But I think that Jacksonville is a different caliber. And I think that they're going to put this team away early. Their win against Houston last week, I really think shows a lot about that team because Trevor Lawrence played a very, very good game. And the Texans had a ton of yards. CJ Stroud played amazing again. And Jacksonville was able to match that and they were able to win a close game. It was a division game and it was a huge, huge win for them, putting them two full games ahead of Houston. I just think that is a really great sign that they were able to pull out that win. And Trevor Lawrence looks like he's just getting more and more comfortable. And I looked and they've won seven out of their last eight. The one that they lost was against the Niners and they got killed, which is weird, but they're rolling right now. And Trevor Lawrence is playing well. Their offense is playing well. Their defense is playing well. They are looking like they might be a real problem in the playoffs. I I don't have a lot to say about Cincinnati. I think their season's probably over and it's unfortunate and I feel bad for them, but I just, I don't think that they have enough firepower to keep up with the team this good. So I'm going to take Jacksonville minus eight and a half. And that's the week 13 picks. Thank you everybody who has been watching these videos. Like for real, it means a ton to me. I really appreciate those that have subscribed. If you haven't yet, Go ahead and please, if you enjoyed this, like the video and subscribe for more content. I'll be putting these out every week and hopefully we'll be adding a few more videos into the mix here and there. Thank you again. Thanks for watching and I'll see you guys in the next one.